Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. Uh, Phil and I are sitting down. We're going to go over another week, starting with December 2nd. So Monday, December 2nd, uh, we're going to begin with our strength. It is seven superset rounds on a three-minute clock. We have three deadlifts and a 30-second handstand hold that follows those deadlifts. So the deadlifts is uh, is going to be 70% of your one rep max, and that's 70% starting, and you guys can absolutely go up from there. As always, we're looking for positioning overload, though. So make sure the positioning is good before the load increases. Um, you guys are going to drop that barbell, and then is well, actually, you're going to lower that last bar to the ground. Don't drop mm-hmm. it. Um, and then you guys are going to head right to the wall for a 30-second handstand hold. Yeah, so with with our deadlifting uh, sets of three, it can get quite heavy. But we really want to think about resetting and having a good position to start our descents so that we can make a nice, clean contact with the ground and return right back up. We shouldn't be trying to bounce the bar off the ground. Um, when you do a touch-and-go rep, you should really have control over the bar. And like Jim Michael said, we're not going to drop it. We're going to set it down after the third rep, um, trying to continue working our eccentrics and building strength that way. It's only three reps. You can lift quite heavy, so you might be up above 85%, even getting close to 90%. Whatever goes, goes. As long as it's good lifts and you feel safe and your coaches are on board, then then let's lift some really heavy stuff. All right, we'll revisit this probably in uh, two or three weeks and, and go through that seven sets of three again and see if we can do it at a little bit heavier weight, a little bit higher percentage. Um, the handstand hold. Work on your body position, work on your overhead position. We can do this facing the wall, facing away from the wall. We can do it on a box if we need to. Uh, we can work on holding and removing ourselves from the wall and actually having a freestanding handstand. Whatever level you're on, try to just become a little bit better. Right? You should have enough rest to add weight, change weights, whatever, and then do it again. Yeah. Our workout, it is 10 minute AMRAP because uh, we're gonna spend a lot of time doing the deadlifts, right? That takes 20 some minutes. So short workout with a lot of intensity. We want to do 15 toes to bars and 15 overhead squats. Um, 95 pounds for the overhead squat, 65 for gals. It's meant to be a weight that you can do in two sets every round or maybe unbroken for a lot of rounds. Uh, Scale up the weight if that's too light and it's just not going to be that challenging. I don't think that's going to be the case for most people, but some people have really strong overhead squats. And then if you've got the capability to do some bar muscle-ups, then throw some bar muscle-ups in instead of those toes-to-bar. Uh, we want it to be less than a minute of work. So 15 toes-to-bar, ideally that'll happen in right around or under a minute. Same thing goes for whatever volume of muscle-ups you choose. Right, Jamichael and I talked a little bit, and we'd probably shoot for around seven muscle-ups. Right, 10 minutes is constantly moving time because it's not, it's not so long that you really ought to be taking much in terms of breaks. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, 10 muscle-ups, 15 overhead squats uh, would be just a little bit too much. And so bringing that down to 7 makes it so that's a little more manageable so you can flow from one to the other. At the same time, if you guys are doing toes-to-bar, a good scale for this watt, I think, is maybe just less reps. 
So it'd be cool to see people try to do some toes to bar and maybe just don't go for so much volume. Yep. Um, you guys get four rounds in. Yeah, that's 60 toes to bar. So maybe we cut it back. Maybe we do, say, even seven. Uh, you guys would be able to get through a lot of rounds that way and still get all the overhead squat volume um, and still work on toes to bar but without crushing yourself too early. Um, so this is going to be a good one for you guys. Like Phil said, it's 10 minutes, so really try to light it up. Try to move quickly. A lot of intensity in this one. On to Tuesday. Um, Tuesday we are going to begin with our workout and it is uh, it's a little four-part workout um, so the first part is a seven-minute AMRAP of 15 kettlebell swings 30 double unders and two rope climbs kettlebell swings are at a normal weight 53 for guys 35 for gals those are American kettlebell swings so all the overhead um, for the double unders it is only 30 reps and then following it with two rope climbs so it's seven minutes uh, you guys can stay on this one uh, it, it's pretty hard to um, find a spot to break here, really. I'd say everything here is just going to be move. The 15 kettlebell swings, there's no reason to break those up. Go unbroken on those. 30 double unders, try to do those in one set. Obviously, if you mess up, um, you make a mistake, just get right back on it and begin again. And then the two rope climbs, really all that's about is can you manage that rest once you get to the ground? You guys get to the ground, maybe shake out the arms real quick, hop right back up on that rope, turn it back around. All right, there's not really a reason there for you guys to rest. It's really hard to build rest into this one because after the seven minute AMRAP, we have a one minute rest. And then we're gonna run it back with a five minute AMRAP. This time it is 20 wall ball shot and 10 pull up. Um, yeah, again, it's supposed to be maybe not unbroken, mm -hmm. uh, but I think unbroken is definitely doable for a lot of people on those wall balls. And then if you need to break it up into small sets on the pull-ups, if you're not going to go unbroken on the wall ball shots, then really be disciplined with small rest. If you do 10-5-5, five, five, you can get through it very quickly with only a couple seconds of that ball sitting on the ground. You don't need to stand there for long. So keep yourself moving at a pretty quick rate, right? Those are both very, very manageable volumes on two movements that we can perform a lot of reps on without need for rest. Yeah, and I think at least here at Cadre, the transition's your rest. Um, I'm looking at this one. If you can move fast and never rest, I think five rounds is about what we're looking at. It's going to take about 38 seconds to sprint through 20 wall ball shots <laughs> and probably about, I mean, with the transition, it's going to take the rest of the 22 seconds to get through 10 pull-ups and, and then back. sprint back to the wall. Yeah, I don't think, I don't so, think, I don't think five's going to happen here. Yeah. I think it might happen at CLE for one or two people, but... I'd say, so, I mean... Just keep just, moving the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. You got five minutes. It's not that long. So work hard, work fast, try to get three or more rounds, keep yourself going. Then the one-minute rest happens again. Now we're cutting down to a single movement for the next three-minute AMRAP. It's just burpees to a six-inch touch. So figure out a pull-up bar or rings that are six inches above your standing reach, and then you got to jump up and touch it every rep. Move nonstop. Try to pick a pace that you don't need to change so that you don't really do much except for keep moving for the whole three minutes. If anything, when you find yourself at the last 30 seconds or so, you want to speed up the pace. You don't want to catch yourself going real fast and then slowing way down. Mm -hmm. Remember, yep. you're already tired at this point because you've done several minutes of work in those first two AMRAPs. Uh, so this isn't, this isn't a I'm completely fresh and I only have to work for three minutes. It's... I'm probably already a little out of breath, and now I have to work for three minutes. So pick a pace that you can be relentless with. Yep, and then we're going to rest one minute, and then we finish it with a two-minute AMRAP of max calorie, either a row, ski, or bike. Um, so we finish it off with a Concept 2 machine. 
that's going to be a nasty finish with the three burpees or three minutes of burpees and the two minutes of uh, of a C2. Yep. Um, and just like the burpees, yep. it's Move. you need to go at a not quite breakneck pace, but mm-hmm. a near breakneck pace. And then when you find yourself at the last 30 seconds, you got to kind of open it up and try to do a little bit more as you close out the workout. Um, two minutes is a brutal window because it's short enough that you can go really freaking hard and it's long enough that you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, following that, we'll have a little bit of a cool down. Oh, yeah. Wear a vest. Uh, wear a vest if you'd like. Yeah, so that <laughs> realized that we hadn't programmed any vest workouts in uh, a little bit. Just had slipped my mind. And, well, actually, we took a time off for the open um, mm-hmm. and then slipped my mind once we got back to regular programming. So... Here you go. If you want to make this a little bit worse, wear a vest. Now, I would recommend that you make sure that you do all the movements properly first. So if you can't do a rope climb in a vest, then don't wear one. If you can't do a pull-up in a vest, don't wear one. You can probably do a burpee in a vest. And rowing and or skiing or biking in a vest, it's really just kind of collapsing on your lungs. So it just makes breathing harder. But try to do all the movements thoroughly and if you can do that then well maybe introduce a little bit more difficulty to make it harder to do them thoroughly yeah and i'd say this is one where it's okay maybe you can't rope climb with a vest but you can do pull-ups um or maybe you can't do pull-ups but you can do the burpees and then the skiing or rowing i'd say this is one where it's okay maybe throw that vest on after the first seven minute amrap um and do the next three with it or something like that yep uh just that way you guys get a little bit of a taste of what it's like because a vest really more than anything is just it's a breathing it's just a breathing pain. It makes breathing yeah. tough. I wear them a lot. The, and the, the 20 pounds, like, or 20 pounds for guys, um, I think it's, what, 14 for ladies? Uh, Some, yeah. It, it's, it's weight, but it's really not that bad. It is just the constant smacking on your diaphragm that's bad. Um, so playing around with it would help you guys out. So if you guys would like to wear it, I'd say the burpees and the rowing or the C2. Um, AMRAP, definitely. Give it a shot. See what it's like. Try it out. All right, um, let's crack on to Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to begin our strength again. We're going to do 7 by 3 front squats. Um, this is going to be 70% plus of our one rep max. So uh, this week, or the week that we're recording this podcast, um, we saw some front squats with some pauses at the bottom. So we worked on some positional work driving out of that bottom position. Mm-hmm. Now, no pause. It's going to be a little bit heavier in weight for you guys. You guys should be able to move a little more weight here. Um, and it is just 70%, and if you guys can go up from that, go up from that, obviously. This is just, as you guys know, we talk about front squatting a lot, right? It's just, can you stay in position with load? That's really what it is. Um, Can you guys find good position with that load? I'd say this is going to be a good one for you guys to practice a full grip because keeping tension in the upper back is going to save you guys from that classic mashed potato position. Uh, In almost every circumstance, when people fail in that mashed potato position, a full grip will help. So try it there. Yep, it's it's working with heavy weights, so be safe, be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember how to fail if it does come to failing, but really it, we shouldn't be quite trying to get to that point. You should be lifting really heavy sets of three, not, not necessarily going for a three-rep max. So try to lift weights that you're sure you can hit, but will be extremely difficult and force you to grow because of the strain. Absolutely. The workout afterwards, another short one. Well, yeah, we've got a 10-minute cap on it, so it's it's limited there. Uh, here's what it is. It's a 1K row, then 30 handstand push-ups, then a 500-meter row, and 15 strict handstand push-ups. Uh, very different things, right? Uh, a lower body posterior chain pull 
followed by an upper body um, press. Uh, and the press getting more difficult as you get more tired just it makes things interesting, right? It forces you to pick small sets and slow down when you're really out of breath and trying to finish the last couple of reps and they're the most difficult ones you're going to do. Um, so I, I just did the math in my head real quick. Uh, if you're rowing at a 145, it's about 5 minutes and 15 seconds of rowing work. Of row time. Yeah, so... Uh, this one definitely can be finished in the 15-minute so, cap, but it's yeah, all if about... Rowing, if you're on at two, I think that's mm-hmm. probably a more reasonable reference point. Yeah, two puts you at six minutes of six rowing. Six minutes, yeah. Um, so just, I would say for this one, scaling the handstand push-ups, make sure that you guys are choosing a scale that allows you guys to do the work in the time. Um, if the scale is going to be 30 handstand push-ups, is going to take you seven minutes. Um, choose a different scale, right? Yeah. Choose a scale that's going to allow you to move a little more efficiently through this one because ideally everyone gets through this one in under 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. They get the full stimulus of getting through 1,500 meters of rowing, which is going to be nasty, uh, and they get the full stimulus of getting to get through 45 handstand push-ups. Yeah, somebody – so this workout can go two ways because there's there's enough time. Mm-hmm. There's, there's enough time. Even if you're not a really fast rower, there's, there's still, I think, enough time. And – Going as hard as you can on the row will will make it possibly a little bit dangerous on the handstand push-ups if you're not such a confident handstand push-up athlete. Absolutely. Um, if you do have good handstand push-ups, then you can attack both ends of this, and it's going to be a, a really, really nasty one. But doing this work, pick the right level on that handstand push-up so that you can get through it in, in a manageable time frame. When 30 handstand push-ups like that shows up and you can kip, what do you think, Jim Michael? Three minutes at most? For the handstand push-ups? Yeah. Um, I would say, I was going to say it would be about 2 minutes and 30 seconds for the 30. Yeah. I, th- at, I think at most, I think. Yep. I think I think that's pretty reasonable. And then the 15 strict handstand push-ups. Honestly, if you get into those and you're not quite done with it, mm-hmm. um, but you're within 5 or so reps, if you're within a minute of finishing it, I often will let people finish a workout. Mm. Because the point was to go hard enough to almost hit 10 minutes or to get under 10 minutes, you know? It's not, it's not, you only have 10 minutes or the world's going to end, right? right. It's, it's, I want you to push so hard that this, that you have 10 minutes of, of high intensity activity. Uh, so if we're meeting that goal and we're five handstand pushups away, then, then, then try to finish it off. If we're, if we're pretty close, then we did a good job, right? That's, that's the point of the cap. Yeah. Agreed. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be one where, um, it comes down for most people, it comes down to the last two chunks. So for most people, it comes down to that last 500 and then the 15 strict handstand push-up. I don't really see an issue with the first two, even though it's the larger point of work. Um, I think it's really going to be what's left in the handstand push-ups at the very end. Yeah. And then how well did you guys manage the first K in order to continue into that second 500? If you can't do handstand push-ups um, and you're, you're scaling in some way, then basically what I want it to be is a scale that you can do more reps at a time with, mm. um, probably 10 in a row or so to start out with uh, the 30 strict handstand or the 30 handstand push-ups rather. Uh, and then when you get to the 15 handstand push-ups, you should only be able to do, if you're scaling it, maybe five reps before you need a break. Right? Just increase the difficulty to make it harder on yourself because going from a kip to going to a strict handstand push-up is, is a step upward. So that's all we're going for. I mean, we could do this with dumbbells, strict pressing. You could strict press a set of 30s for the first 30 reps and then a set of 40s for the next 15 reps. That's all we're doing. We're just amping it up and, and making it more challenging on muscles that are getting a little bit burnt up. Absolutely, yeah. On to Thursday. 
Uh, Thursday, our strength is a five by seven deadlift. Uh, this is gonna be a little bit different though. We're gonna do this at 50 to 60% and you guys are gonna pause for two seconds at the bottom of the kneecap each rep. And then we're gonna drop it from the top this time. Um, so this is actually about the concentric phase of the pulling up of the movement, right? Normally we have you guys also lower to the ground. Uh, this one's a little bit different. This one you guys are gonna pause for two seconds as you ascend, right at the bottom of the kneecap, you're gonna hold, hold position, one, two, and then you guys pull to the top to finish that rep. Yeah, I want it to specifically be an accelerated pull to the top. Mm. So we're kind of lifting nice and smooth, rising up to the bottom of the kneecap, hold your two count, and then get past the knee and squeeze your butt and stand forcefully to finish the rep. We're trying to develop speed on the finishing half of the lift and an awareness of position there. That's why we're doing more reps at less weight so that we can get several in. Right, it's a little half deadlift, halt, and then rip through the top, and then let go of your bar. We're not worried about the eccentric phase. Um, we're not trying to get the same the same effect here that we are when we hang on to the bar. We're trying to develop speed and explosion and pushing away from the ground. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also positioning that that pause. Um, if you guys mm -hmm. are in a good pause position, it's going to be a lot like when you guys are doing a clean and we're pausing, pause cleans, or yeah. um, pausing just below the knee for a clean pull. It's gonna be just like that. So make sure that you guys are staying active in that position. And really, this, this is gonna force you guys into an active position. Um, I'd say also, if you guys, I know that just because I'm doing it doesn't mean you have to, but try double overhand grip here. It's a little lighter weight. Um, I think double overhand grip might help some people get in a little better positions. And yeah. so it is lighter at 50 to 60%, so it's definitely a manageable weight for that. It's a great place to work on it because mm -hmm. the weight's lighter yep. and because you're not bouncing off the ground. You're letting yeah. go off the top, so you, you really have much less time under strain with your thumbs, even though you have a two-second pause. Mm -hmm. It's just, well, it's not less time under strain, I guess. It's more, it's less uh, less, less vibration. That, that hitting the ground is really rough. Yeah. on the grip because it rattles the bar and it makes it hard to keep a solid connection. I think it's the change in direction that really yeah. hurts the hook grip. So this this one will be a good one for you guys to try that. If you never have, um, I think it'd, it'd be a good thing. See what the position feels like. Yep. We're going to go into a barbell workout. Um, so just a barbell. And I like this one. I think it's going to be pretty quick as well. right? We're going to chew up a lot of time deadlifting. So another high-intensity day. I don't have a time cap on it yet. Maybe we'll need one. Let's see. Let's uh, break it down. We're doing uh, 21-15-9 hang muscle cleans and push presses and then back squats at 115 pounds for guys and 80 pounds for ladies um, or scale that weight if you need to. 21 hang muscle cleans, two or three sets. Same thing with the push presses and then I'm thinking one set every round on the back squats because it's not that much weight. Then you go into the 15s, hopefully you're looking at about two sets, maybe three, again on the muscle cleans and the push presses, and then on broken back squats. And then that last round, you should really just try to hang on and see if you can do everything without a rest. Um, this is one where you kind of get to blow up the grip, uh, hurt the legs real bad, fatigue the shoulders. I mean, everything's going to be burning trying to move that, that moderate to middleweight barbell this many times and without without really much pause. Yeah, I'm doing the math. I think it's going to come between 8 and 12 minutes for most people. I think that's where it's going to come out, come out at. Um, the hang muscle clean, don't take that one. Don't take that one for granted. The muscle clean is very difficult. 
So make sure that you guys, you have to put a lot more explosion into that hang position. We actually worked on it in the deadlifts. So it should feel a little bit lighter because you guys just did some practice. But from that hang position, you guys need to be driving through the hamstrings real hard, pressing the ground away. Uh, if you guys are a bouncer, if you guys do the bounce, um, it's gonna be real tough with the hang muscle. It is clean. gonna be absolutely impossible near the end. Um, it is just, you need everything you can get out of the hamstrings and the glutes to snap that bar. Um, up from that bottom position. So make sure that you guys are in this hang position. Focus on actually descending down the quad and loading the hamstrings, load the posterior. If you guys like to bounce uh, in a competition, okay, but in training, um, always do the movement as correctly as you can. And this is gonna be the most correct way to do it. Load down to the knee, just above the knee, and then snap on the way up. And that's gonna help you guys on that muscle clean for sure. Yep, uh, yeah. I. I think I think it's gonna be done faster than that. I think five to eight minutes is doable for some people, um, and I think we should scale weight so that we can move those hang muscle cleans well. And if you can do that, it's not gonna be that heavy on the push press, really. So I'd say let's let's aim for eight minutes and under on this one then for most people. I'd say try to see if you guys can get through in eight minutes. I like it. Should we put a ten minute cap on it? Mm, I like that. Yeah, ten minutes again with a ten minute cap. Um, all right, Friday. Yeah. Final thing we got this week. Um, oh, no, we got Saturday too. Uh, this one's going to be, oh, this one's a fun one. Um, it is four time with a 20-minute cap, 100 box step-ups with 30 to 35% of your one rep max front squat. All right, so we're going to take that barbell. We're going to put it on our back, and you guys are going to do the step-ups. Now, to start the workout, and each time you drop the bar, you are going to complete a 200-foot farmer's carry, and that is just with two dumbbells. So a 200-foot farmer's carry. Or I mean, yeah. we're just going to get out equipment and yep. grab something that fits your your relative ability. It should be a relatively quick carry. Mm -hmm. Quite, quite Un possibly. Yeah, I'd unbroken. Say yes. Hold on. Yeah. Because when we put the bar on our back, um, it's no grip. You guys can even, yeah. you can go yeah, thumbless. So if you guys... It's still going to burn, but... Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But don't don't set down that farmer's carry. Um, so this workout begins. We do 200, meter, uh, 200 not meter foot farmer carry, and then we hop on that box and we begin box step-ups. Uh, just like in the open, make sure you guys alternate legs. Mm -hmm. So Phil and I... Uh, we talked about this a while ago about being even. The easiest way to do it is if you step up with your right foot, then step down with your right foot. Step up and down with the same foot each time, and it's going to keep you guys on a good pattern. It's just going to keep you guys from getting messed up and forgetting which foot you guys used. Yeah, and then you can do your touch and go uh, kind of with the other foot off mm -hmm. the floor. And remember, every time you drop that bar, you have to go back to uh, the dumbbells or the kettlebells and, and do your farmer's carry again. So it really, I haven't even prescribed a height for this one. Uh, I want you to just use a box that that really fits your size. So I, I'm gonna say that if you're five foot eight and over, you should be stepping on 24 inches. Uh, if you're five foot four or so to five foot eight, you should probably be using something more like 20 inches. Uh, and if you're under five foot four, you should probably, you can try 20 inches, but maybe think about going a little bit lower than that. Because if, if we can't move fluidly and effectively, it's, it makes us really tough. And it's hard if your hips just aren't as far from the ground to get your foot and your leg into position to do this well. Um, I'm all about pushing ourselves and doing things that are difficult, but trust me, this is going to be quite difficult. Uh, doing 100 reps and trying to take little to no breaks and and working with a box that's that's a little bit too tall for you it will be just absolutely crushing so we've got a 20 minute cap on it um 
try to try to match your ability to what you're doing. Like this one, this one's it's kind of freeform, right? It's it's just work. It's really grunt work. So so try to figure out what's going to work best for you. Talk with your coaches, and we'll try to set you up to do this very effectively. Hopefully we hopefully we nail it, and everybody gets through it and and feels like they got they got a, a nice bit of work done, but but didn't didn't completely crush themselves mentally. Uh, the post wad that we're doing. 20 sets of 15 flutter kicks, or 15 seconds flutter kicking, rather, and 15 seconds of rest. Um, we're going to hold a plate locked out over our shoulders while we do the flutter kick. So I'm lying on my back, I go into that hollow, and I press a plate up uh, like I'm doing a bench press. And I'm just going to hold it there while I do my 15 seconds, and then after 15 seconds, I'm going to bring the plate back to my chest. All right, we're just going to keep it on our body. We're not going to set it down. So this is another thing that can be a little bit mentally difficult. Uh, mentally straining because you never get to separate from that plate and you're going to be holding on to it for pretty much 10 minutes so use what works for you if you need to go a little bit lighter than uh than a 45 and a 35 pound plate then go a little bit lighter right grab what you can you can work with well um and uh yeah try to own that hollow position while you do those those flutters it's it's easy to to let your back arch and kind of pull with your hip flexors, but try to keep your belly and your butt squeezed and then drive with your hip flexors. It's a little bit different feeling. All right, we got one more day in the week, Saturday. And Saturday, we are going to be working with a partner. Um, for our, our partner wad, we're going to do 100 dumbbell snatches, 100 single arm dumbbell thrusters, and 150 calories on a ski erg now we can break up these reps however we want one person works at a time between your pair and you can literally do it in any order you want um, you could do all the dumbbell snatches right up front and then go to all the single arm thrusters and then go to all the skiing or you could do 10 rounds of 15 of each movement right uh, it's free form kind of like that last open workout was here's the work get through it how you want as fast as you can with your partner